Hi, Kayla. Hi. Out of the two of us. This feels weird. Just There was flipping off today on the road. There was some road rage today, and we were yeah, both involved. Part of it. Part of it. Uh, one of which the person was flipped off, and one person flipped somebody off. Were you the flipper offer, or were you the flippy? I wish we had like an audience. So did they you could get guess. flipped off today, or did you flip somebody off? No, I flipped someone off, which is very <laughs> rare. I would like to point out. I don't oh, even really swear. My day so. was made when he's like, "Well, I flipped them off." I'm like, "That's funny," because today I was flipped off by somebody. So the we were all of part life. of it. Was the circle of life today? Circle of flipping um, off. I want to hear your version. Mine isn't really that exciting. I must have cut somebody off. I know I cut them off. I was being aggressive on the roads, and I was, and I probably got a little heavy-handed with my accelerator, and probably deserved the flip off. Well, Did this person who was they definitely deserved a flip off in my all right. Let's hear it. I gotta hear. This it. is like the worst, the worst incidents of road rage I've ever been a part of. I was in the left lane because my left, it was a left exit. Normally, so you, had, you couldn't go anywhere. You had to be in the I left was like, exit. It wasn't like I was going slow. I was going 10 miles over the speed limit, probably. That's incredible. Like, so you were going 65 going and a 55. 65 and a 55 okay. in the left lane. My had a left exit. Normally, if someone speeds up behind me, I'm like, okay, I'll move over just because I don't want you to be aggressive behind Correct. me. Correct. But I was like, okay, I got to exit in like less than a mile. She drove up. She was like two feet away from my bumper. Ooh, she was doing this. the classic thing where you swerve, swerve to try and like get them to look at yeah, you. Get like in the swerve rear view. over. Yeah. She was like throwing her hands up like everywhere. Like just throwing them. Like telling me to move over, whatever. So I, love I couldn't. It. There were people in the other lane. And you're not gonna move out of your exit lane. No. So you're just boxed at so this point. So I was point. just stuck. And then I was like, okay. So I, I got scared. Of her hitting me, so I literally I moved over because I knew did. I did move. I would have never moved over. Well, I would have held my I ground. I thought she was. I've never had H- someone drive that close to me though. Like she was literally like a foot away from my bumper. I was like, okay, she's gonna kill was me. Was she a police officer? No. <laughs> okay, this is the best. Part. <laughs> the punchline is coming. This is the best part. So I move over. I can't believe I would have never moved over. I move over. Because I was afraid she was going to kill me. I actually was like so mad at this point where I was like, what is your problem? Like you're having some crisis today or something. Moved over. She goes up next to me alongside of me. Slowed down to even the speed. Slowed down to stay the same speed as me. She takes out her phone. Starts videotaping you. Starts videotaping me while screaming. Like full on screaming. I could almost hear her her off. I really you just set made her mad. Her off. You must have. Did you pump your brakes? Did you lower your speed? Um, when she was going like two feet away from me, I might have slowed down just a little bit because I was like, "What's your problem?" And I kind of wanted to be like, "Okay, I can't move over, so I'm gonna make it worse for you." But I didn't do it like I wasn't going. 30. I would have hammered that thing down to forty-five. <laughs> So, I right. wanted to, but I was go literally afraid me. she was going to kill me. Drive in the ditch. Dr- so she f- filming me, making I really like aggressive faces. Like I wish that the camera was, was on me so knuckles. that I could like crazy faces filming me. And then she, I flipped her off because I was like, she got you, the finger. you are crazy. I don't know what was going on in that lady's life, but she took it out on me. 
Oh, that's a good one. I love it. Mine, yep. I basically was going a little fast. I kind of zoomed by. I, I know I went fast. Did you videotape the person? No, no. I was the flippy. So <laughs> I know. The, the, the flipper offer has to take. Well, no, I didn't videotape. So the, the, I did. I admit I was aggressive. I was aggressively driving and I cut ahead of this person and this person didn't like it, caught up to me and uh, got up next to me because I was exiting, so I had to slow down on my exit, and got right next to me and gave me all the birds, <laughs> every bird in the world, and I earned it, and I accept it, and I sure hope the guy who did it to me feels better. I don't think the lady who videotaped me feels better. No. I don't. I think she's You're on Snapchat. You're on Snapchat If anyone somewhere. sees a video of someone in a gray Ford Escape flipping <laughs> someone off, it's me, and you'll know why I did it. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Need to stay up out the streets Welcome to 10 Minutes. I'm Tony Scott. Riding solo today, Kayla. Well, sort of solo. I'm going to be a backup just in case you no, I know, but riff off of someone. Solo on camera. Um, today, Peter is on his way to Thief River Falls to see Section 8AA final between Rozo and Moorhead in girls' high school hockey. I am here with my new hockey stick. I hope you like his. it, Peter. No, his? What do you mean? I thought they gave it to me. I didn't see them give it to Peter. Peter is too busy going to Thief River Falls. I am now the owner of a Bauer Hyperlight 2 Vapor. Feel the quickness. Feel wow. the quickness. That's what I'm going to have on my shot. Uh, P92 77 Flex. I'm looking pretty good in my new stick, if I do say so, say, say so myself. <laughs> Spit it out, Tony. All right. Well, today is going to be a fun show with Tony just barking at you hockey stuff here and there. But uh, before we get rolling on the show, talk about our sponsors. Our sponsors for uh, the girls portion of our show is Breakaway Academy. Uh, it has been speaking with the people of our Breakaway quite a bit lately. Um, I'm excited to work with them. Breakaway Academy is an Excellent place to send your son or daughter to school, K through eight, uh, K through three over in Chaska with Principal Sean Bloomfield and four through eight with Principal Andy Brink. If those names sound familiar, yes, they're very prominent people in the hockey world and your hockey player will be treated quite well, educated well and left a better person at the end of their tenure at Breakaway Academy. Check out BreakawayAcademy.com for more information on the city's best private hockey academy in the state. Um, let's get rolling here, Kayla. Um, we're going to talk about district playoffs this week. There weren't a lot of, there were a couple tournaments last weekend, but we're going to focus on district playoffs. So today I have a fun little twist to this thing. We have all of these district playoff games that I've kind of pulled all the sheets for. So I have all these sheets in front of me, boys and girls. But we're going to do best barn, 
Um, best and worst barn in the girls, and then we're going to go best and worst barn in the boys and the ones that we cover. So I'm going to list off the district, and then I'm going to list where the barn is, and then we're going to talk well whether that was a good barn or not. So I have kind of randomly done this. I've done a lot of editing out of what districts – we're going to cover for district playoffs. Uh, we focused most on the A's or double A's, but what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the district playoff, but I eliminated a lot of them. If there was four teams in the district and there was three spots, I didn't really focus on those. I wanted to focus on ones where it was an actual tournament or there were six teams or eight teams involved for two spots or three spots. So here we go. District tw 10, 12A, in Princeton. I've been to this place. It's two buildings. There's two rinks in Princeton, Minnesota. And how do I know uh, about the two rinks? I went to it, number one. Number two, I talked about how nice it was for uh, a, a, a town the size of Princeton to have two sheets. I thought that was odd. If Hermantown has one and Princeton has two, I thought it was weird. But what is interesting is the Princeton barn was bought by a guy uh, it was donated by a guy who was smuggling drugs in the late 1970s and is still in business. The, the city of Princeton is still doing it. Uh, he came to town. It's a long sort of story. You can look it up, but it's interesting that the Princeton rink is Pretty still sure there. Pretty sure you guys told it on the pod. We told about it on the pod for sure, and this will be at the East Rink at Princeton. Uh, I like Centennial Spring Lake Park. They're the number one team in the state. Um, and they'll get challenged by Anoka Rogers. Anoka Rogers gave Minnetonka quite a game in our Dangle Fest. So I'll go Centennial Spring Lake Park in 12A District 10. 15A District 10. They will also play in Princeton. Um, and the number one team and a high, high riser right now in 15A. I do the rankings for 15A. Andover is creeping all the way up into the top five in the state. Uh, I will go Andover. We'll sneak by Blaine. They'll win the District 15. And it looks like there are four teams. So it could be Andover, Blaine, Anoka Rogers, Centennial Spring Lake Park. And don't forget about Mora Pine City, who's fielding a 15A team this year which is quite impressive that they're doing that. Instead of filtering their players up to high school, these kids are getting more games and getting better. So watch out for Mora and Pine City coming to a rink near you. All right, what do I got here? We have 12A District 5. This is a five-teamer for three spots. So two of these teams will go home. Uh, Central Minnesota River Blades, River Lakes, River Hawks, which is North Wright County. Buffalo, Litchfield, Dassel, Colcato at the 12A level. River Blades is a really nice team. I've also seen uh, Buffalo as well this year. I'm going to lean towards the number one seed, River Blades. The championship game will be played at the MAC, and that is in St. Cloud. That is one of my all-time favorite venues. It's the greatest youth hockey playoff venue in the state, and here's why, Kayla Joe. The rinks are back-to-back. -back. So if you're on one bleachers like this, you can oh. get up, walk to the top, and walk over to the other bleachers through one door, and you're in the next rink. You can oh. literally walk 15 steps between both and watch both games walking like 15 steps. 
and they have the best French fries on the planet it's the most Earth. Part. It's the most important part. Is their food there is fantastic. The service there. The other reason I love the construction of this, the players and the coaches are in the locker rooms on level one, and kind of like Braemar, and the parents and the and the fans are on level two. So the it's there's a great separation yeah. between them. And then you go down to the lobby and you greet little Johnny or little Jenny after the game and everything is fine. It's just a well-constructed facility. If you're going to build a two-rank facility, go to the Mac in St. Cloud and go, how would we do this? And you would, this is, ex you would, I wouldn't change a thing. So it's a great facility. I wouldn't say it's the most picturesque, you know, it's not one of those great barns, but it's a really well-built, really, really well-maintained facility as well. We were up there shooting the Cathedral Boys for on their media day and they're out there painting the lobby and they do a really good job of upkeeping the Mac. So. All right, we're going to, speaking of nice building, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, Oh, yeah, I knew it because we're going to District 12, which is basically the haven for beautiful hockey rinks, and this is one of them. Yanmar Arena, which used to be the IRA Civic Center, uh, will host District 12, 12A, say that 10 times, and Grand Rapids Greenway, the prohibited favorite in this one. I wasn't going to do this because it's uh Four teams for three spots. I don't like those, but I love Grand Rapids Greenway, one of the top five teams in the state. Uh, look for those guys to come out of the district and be the one, number one seed to regions out of District 12A. All right, we're moving on to where is this one? Um, Bushy Arena. I've been there a million times. Moorhead will host District 12. There are four spots, four teams for two spots. And it's Moorhead will play Fergus Falls. Alex and Brainerd Little Falls are the two and three seeds, respectively. Moorhead being the number one seed and at home, it's going to be hard to pick against the Spuds, although I love Alex and what they're doing with girls hockey in Alexandria. We'll go Moorhead to win 12A there. Ooh, this is a good one, okay? This is 12A. In oh, it's in East Grand Forks, the East Grand Forks Civic Center. I've been there. It is enormous, Kayla. It is an enormous facility. It's built when you walk into it, it has kind of a Braemar West feeling to it. It goes all the way around like a horseshoe, like like Braemar's does. It's got probably it doesn't have as, it's not as high as Braemar. It probably has. 10 to 14 rows it doesn't have 18 to 20 like braemars does but it's nice very well kept facility great snack bar at the north end of the building uh, and a lot of history there four teams in district uh 16 this year and uh two of them have been ranked very high uh, and they've kind of toggled in and out of the top 10. Ward is the current number one team in the state. Uh, they'll face Thief River Falls in the first round. And East Grand Forks, who has amassed huge amount of wins this year, but they have not played a lot of teams from inside the Twin Cities. Although, I haven't checked this week, I did see when I was over at uh, St. Louis Park last Saturday... I did see some Thief River Falls jackets coming in and out, so I think that the uh, uh, I think the Prowlers prowled their way down to the Twin Cities. So while on the show, I'm going to do a quick little peek and to see if Thief River Falls girls 12A's were the ones that came and played Hopkins Park that day. 
Where are you, Thief River Falls? Are they even in here? Where are you? 12A. Where did they go? Where did they go? This is a great show now that they're watching Tony <laughs> surf the internet. It's exciting. <laughs> really. Oh, yeah. Here they are. Yeah. There they are. They came down. They definitely made a swing. They played Sartell Sock Rapids. They played Hopkins Park. Was I right? Was I right? Was I right? They tied Hopkins Park 2-2, two two and they beat Northright County on their way out the door, and they beat them 4-3. to three. So there you go. I knew when I saw Prowler Jackets, that's got to be an A-team making the five-and-a-half-hour drive down here to the Twin Cities, and they found some good competition. They played they played the Riverblades. They lost 4-3, to three, and then they beat uh, Hopkins, tied Hopkins Park, and they played at the Rock outside at St. Louis Park, which is a really nice facility, and then they beat Northright on their way back to Thief River Falls. So... So you got Thief River Falls, uh, the four seed. They'll take on Warroad. East Grand Forks and Rosa will play the 2-3 game. I got Warroad uh, going to, to district, going to regions as the number one seed. I think they're the best team. They came down and they competed well. They got to the final four of our Dangle Fest. That's the squad that will win district uh, 16. All right. Now we are at District 2, 15 UA playoff. Stillwater, red hot Stillwater, we'll call them. They had some top 10. They're a top 10 team. They had a top win. They beat, I believe they beat Minnetonka this week. Uh, they beat somebody in the top five this week. Uh, Stillwater is uh, on fire. I'll pick them to win it. I also like Roseville Matamidi to come out of District 2 into Regions. District 212A, Forest Lake, the number one seed. Uh, they've had a decent season this year. Um, I Not quite the top 10, but they are the number one seed. Oh, got to go back to District 2 really quick. This one's going to get played at, oh, everything's played at TCO, which is the home of the Lumberjack Cup Championship in Stillwater, the St. Croix Rec Center. It would help if I've been to any of these You've places. You've never been to there, huh? I've only been Stillwater. I've Come only on. been to like South Suburban. Close place. Yeah. South Suburban. Well, where do you think I've been? <laughs> South Suburban Conference. I've been to Thief River Falls and Duluth now. You have. You have. That's fantastic. <laughs> TCO building. Uh the 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 building at uh St. Croix Rec Center. It's a fantastic sheet. I was talking, we were I had the boys player of the year finalist in, and we were talking about their Pee-wee double A. Uh, state tournament, which was a fantastic tournament with a lot of good teams in it. And a couple of the guys went, oh, I know, it was Hagen Burroughs who played for Orno. He's we like... didn't talk about our players of the year. Oh, I just stole oh my you gosh. just spoiled I it. I just spoiled it. Well, sorry, big shocker there. <laughs> that young man, he played that for Orno. Boy, that one boy. Uh, he said, huh? well, obviously they won state, so he's got a last, long-lasting memory of you know, good memories of that place. And he's like, that's a really nice arena. And it is. It's very well constructed for the players and the fans. Not so well constructed for a tournament operator. There's no conference room for no. our staff to sit in. So we basically like sit in the, in the lobby. Yeah. So anybody can come up and ask you 
anything. Like, hey, uh, what's the score of this game? I'm like, I don't know. That'd be way too. Can I get this? Can I use a pen? Do you have a pen? Where's the locker room? The locker room science is right behind me. You would have found it had you not come up and (laughs) talked to me at this desk here. It just, I just feel bad for people who run events there. It's it's rough. Yeah. All right. So we are on to. Oh, here we go. District three twelve A, and it's at Parade. Do you think I know anything about Parade Ice Garden Ice Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Kayla Joe? Do you think Probably. I know anything about it? Yeah, that's where I grew up playing. That's my guess. hometown. The rink though that they have Parade South, I think they have. Well, whatever it is, the the new rink, the bigger one where they play the section finals and every and the boys high school plays there. That wasn't there when I was there. That was a parking lot when hmm. I was there. So, anyway, so we have 12A Orno Mount Westaka, one of the top 10 teams in the state. YZ is also a solid team. They're not on here. I don't know why they're not on here. They must be the two seed. Uh, and then you have Ossie Maple Grove, another really good 12A team. So there's three good teams vying for spots. And then we have Hopkins Park, who we talked about earlier. They entertained Thief River Falls last weekend at The Rock. And then you have the five seed. Where's the five seed on here? Oh, Delano, and then the sixth seed is Minneapolis. I'm going to go with Orno Mount Westonka and Osseo Maple Grove to upset Wyzetta. That's what I'll, those will be my picks for 12A. And 15A, guess what? They're going to go play in the North Rink, which I believe is the newer one. Wyzetta Blue, the number one seed, fantastic season. They're really coming on. Their computerized ranking, not so good, but the guy who does the actual staff ranking sees the teams that they're beating and they're having a great season. I'll go Wyzetta Blue, a hair above uh, Orno Westonka and Osseo Maple Grove. That game played at Parade Ice Garden. I wouldn't list that as best or worst in this crew. Is the hockey stick that you're holding on to impeding your... My brain? Flipping of papers? No, it's not. I can do this one-handed. I'm an athlete. I can do this. All right. uh, Five teams, two regions. Out of District 6, 12A, which has got, let me see, how many teams? Uh, so Minnetonka's uh, number one in the state. Edina's like number three in the state. No, it's Tonka and Edina are like two and three in the state. And Chaska Chan's like four. So three of the top four teams in the state, same district, okay? Uh, one of those... Th- They'll all make it to regions, but only two of them are going to make it to states. That's what everybody's been talking about in the 12A realm. Ooh, look at this. Look at this. The rink is Bloomington Ice Garden number one. I have a serious bias being a Bloomington resident and a huge fan of that building. And you've been there. A few times. Okay, so there's not really a worst rink in here. There is not a lot of bad rinks to choose from. There's a lot of good ones. We have TCO. We have Big. We have Yanmar. Oh, Yanmar. If I, if, I, if you insult Yanmar, the Grand Rapids rink, there will be people that will come and get you. So I'm going to have to go Princeton because it was bought with drug money as the <laughs> worst rink in these in the in the rinks that we've mentioned. Is it actually bad inside no it's okay it's fine the drug money makes it a little dirty so i'm I'm gonna definitely go away from 
the drug money rink. That's my worst rink. And then best rink, gosh, oosh, this is going to be hard to choose between Yanmar and Bloomington Ice Garden. Um, I'll go Yanmar. I, I don't want to get any of the people from Grand Rapids angry at what me. What about so. the people from Bloomington Ice Garden that so kindly host you? Yeah, they, they won't watch this, though. Oh, okay. The people from okay. Grand Rapids will watch this, and then they'll get all mad you okay. know, if I don't pick that rink. Uh, although like I, I haven't I haven't been there since the remodel. I will be there soon. Okay. And they put in an orange, like the you know the six inches. What do they call it? The dasher. The, the, oh, they call the, the runner. Of, yeah. It's orange. Oh. Yeah, and I heard it's like blaze orange. Like, Is that even I, legal? Heard, yeah, it's legal. Bloomington Ice Garden has light blue. Oh. They do. How have I not noticed that? Uh, it's it's a unique. Isn't touch. it normally yellow? Yellow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Weird. The worst one is uh, Prior Lake number two. Their, their practice rink, it's got white. It is so ugly. Oh. It's just marked up with puck yeah. marks everywhere. I'm like, who had the brainchild of making a white I'm runner? I'm assuming that the runner probably really affects how you see the puck. I would like, think I so, too. It's if... weird. It's weird when you're shooting photos. Yeah. You don't have that, that little runner. It's, yeah. It's, it's a weird. It throws off my balance, at least. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for the girls' version of this. We're going to take this to an interview with our second sponsor, General Sports. We're going to learn a lot about General Sports, not just fancy sticks, but learn about skates from Matt Happel the owner of General Sports. All right, we have a very special guest on the show today. And if you at any point think this is an ad, uh, fast forward to the boys section of the show. It won't be. Uh, this is one of my favorites, all-time favorite uh, people in the hockey world. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing well. How are you? Matt, ha I'm good. Thank you. Matt Happala, uh, owner, which just, I, I actually kind of brim with pride a little bit to call you owner because I've known you long enough when you were just a tape salesman, desk counter jockey over on 50th in France. And now you're all grown up a little gray hair. A little gray. Little but still heavy. handsome. Really handsome, you know. That's a lot. Um, which is great because it kind of helps tell your story because you started off, you started literally from the bottom, mm -hmm. and now you are at the top. And in, in, you and Rashavi you were kind of running the place on the – on the uh, sporting goods side of the business. Right. And Jeff's since gone, but I remember meeting you guys and was like, man, these guys are way smarter than your average sporting goods jockeys. They, and they actually cared. Oh, for sure. Um, about Jeff, everything. Jeff's way smarter than me. Yeah, way. he's smarter than everybody. Pretty much everybody I know. But uh, one of my favorite people. Uh, are you Truly. still stay in touch with Jeff? Uh, we just got back from Lake of the Woods fishing. No way. Last weekend, I still consider him to be one of my best friends oh i love jeff great guy um but you started off in just sporting goods and then slowly but surely made it a craft and i like to call you the skate sensei uh when you're fitting people for skates people come from all over the state and maybe even we had a guy from sioux falls in the store today getting fitted right yeah actually he he grew up in sioux falls and is playing in um north carolina, carolina. yeah he's a carolina junior hurricanes yeah. kid uh so him ending up in edina minnesota is not just by happenstance no no there's a very strong reputation of being great with skates which is why this is the skate show uh today we're going to talk about skates i got fitted today and it wasn't just go in, put some skates on, throw them in the oven, and walk you out the door, which you could do at any sporting goods shop in the Twin Cities area. 
why, and he, I'm going to walk through why the experience is different. And it costs a little bit more. We, we go through the, you call it the performance lab, right? Yep, that's kind of I, new. But. I went through the whole performance lab today. So someone who has not been, there, been here, this is not really sales because it's not like you are hurting for business, but you would love more. Sure. Right? Is that an accurate statement? Absolutely. So I'm, we're going to walk through the steps of what I walked through today. And it started at your corporate offices just down the road on the frontage road of 494 and 169. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. And I met Gannon Volk. Uh, not for the first time. I met him a couple weeks ago. But Gannon is a U of M wrestler, uh, doctor in chiropractic. And he studies the body. Explain to us what uh, Gannon is all about in the first part of this process. Sure. So for the longest time, I would size guys for skates and notice um, injury history patterns of, you know. Or just the way their body was formed, right? Right. Like if you have a certain foot shape, that can lead to certain movement patterns that in turn lead to injury patterns. And I, I'm not a medical, I don't have a medical background. So I needed someone that does have a medical background to give me some more insight into how this body is moving. Right. Picking out a, f a skate for a foot is kind of the easy part. Right. There's only certain boots that fit certain Width foot and, shapes. Yeah, correct. Correct. So all the other adjustments that go into a skate, uh, there's a million different ways that we can customize it to work better for your body. Uh, but I needed that medical background, someone that actually has a degree that can make sure that these athletes that I'm seeing are, are in good shape before I start working on their skates. Because there's a lot of different things, like I said, we can customize to make sure that we can eliminate, let's say, a pronation or a supination. Pronation is where you, your foot is a little flatter and you carry more weight to the inside of your I'm, foot. I'm pronated. I know that now. Uh, that has a tendency to lead to knee pain. Because most of that weight gets carried to the inside, inside of your, of your foot. Yeah, yeah. Knees crash to the middle. You see a lot of kids, they, they get labeled benders. Right. Um, a lot of those kids, when I was a, a little guy growing up playing hockey, those guys didn't make it past peewees usually. Pee Correct. Or bantams because they had so many issues with their feet hurting, their knees hurting, their, their performance was lacking because they couldn't get on glide. Um, so I've been you know tweaking hockey skates for 18 years, but I've never had a professional in the building that could give me some insight onto like how, how they move. Um, range of motion, things like that. So we got Gannon involved uh, the beginning of the spring, and all summer long we just were doing pro skate fittings. When you say pro, not prof you're you're very professional in what you do, but you were fitting professional hockey players Correct. during their off season. Right. So how the NHL? You're not allowed to drop names, are you? No, I'm not going to be. You doing could. That. I, I would like <laughs> to hear that. That the show would be more interesting. Uh, Come on, just give me someday. one Minnesotan guy, like a Brock Besser or something like this. Come on, drop a name. Uh, how about some brothers from the state of Minnesota that I think would be happy if I use their name? The, the Pitlick brothers? Yeah. My two favorite. Uh, Rem and Rhett. I call yep. them Remlick and Rhettlick. <laughs> um, both those boys have been uh, you know, in my shop since they were little guys coming out of Chaska. So, uh, you know, every summer it's kind of like a, a little reunion. We get to go over all the... Every time there's a new skate come that comes out, I bet they're hockey nerds too, equipment nerds. They come uh, every time I see them. They have a list on their phone of things they need to cover. Really, and it's a, usually a pretty comprehensive list. Yeah, um, but those are the those are my two. I think they'd be okay with us dropping those names. But there's there's many others. But those two are just you know really close to my heart because I've been working with them forever and they're just great human beings. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. So Gannon, I'm going to walk through what I saw and then you can commentary, give commentary on what happened to me today. So, uh, he checked 
how I stood, how I lunged, all my different body movements. Uh, and then he was taking measurements and then he was going to hand this off to Tori, uh, up at the shop. Mm -hmm. And then he actually walked me through the entire process. He was there, the entire fitting process to make commentary on that. And then I got an adjustment and now adjustment sounds, Oh gosh, we're going to go into this when we get an adjustment. Like, uh, I fell last night and my body was like a tin, like a scrunch uh, tin can. That's what I felt like today. I came out of there. He, he took my tin can and, and got me back to normal. And I think if you're a serious athlete, you're going to have to make some adjustments to your body to, in order to improve, achieve your highest uh, level, get yourself to hundred percent. So I actually, I was afraid for the neck adjustment and I went for it anyway. And I got the neck, I got everything. And I feel literally like a million dollars that is included in your skate fitting Correct. believe it or not and i and i broke it down with them and i'm, I'm gonna be it's about a hundred dollars and it's about 50 for the adjustment and 50 for the uh, fitting right what he does to, to look at your body mm -hmm. you can just come into the shop without it and buy skates too oh sure yeah we but don't this performance them. lab i'm telling you it made a world of difference to spend the extra hundred dollars with gannon and leading into tory Right. Yep. That we so the how this all kind of originated this summer. So when it, when we fit in pro hockey players for their skates, we don't sell them skates. That they order them through the team. Right. So we would get NHL players that were just in terrible physical shape after eighty two games. Correct. Talk about falling. Completely blown up. <laughs> yeah. These guys. I mean, so there was one guy. I won't use his name, but it took us three weeks before we even started on the skates. Yeah. Yep. You want to get their body to. 100% adjusted before you actually put the skate on, right? And get as fitted. close to optimal. Like, yeah. There is no optimal. I mean, no. there's maybe two guys that are built optimally in the NHL, and they're the fastest humans on the planet. It's McDavid and McKinnon. When those guys, when, when their bodies are perfectly, you know, built for the skating stride, it's obvious. You, you, yes. Everybody knows the guy that just is built for hockey. Almost everybody else is going to struggle to get the same spot on the rink with the same amount of strides. So one of the guys that we worked with, again, he, it took him three weeks before his body finally felt good enough to start really analyzing and putting him in the right That's pretty cool, though. That's, that's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, and it was that, that was one I wasn't prepared for either. You know, I, I'm sizing skates. It usually takes me about an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. 13 to 14 days, you know, before we even started thinking about his feet because his, his hips and his neck were so messed up that he was walking and, and carrying his weight in a different way than what we had measured the, the previous year. So all this adjusting got him back whole. Right. Is that the right word? Yep. Feeling good and healthy. And, and then ah. we do this case to keep him in that healthy posture. That's the thing. I can, I can do a lot of weird little adjustments, things that would like potentially help. But I wasn't sure without that medical background if I was hurting anybody. By When I fell last night, I literally went, this is going to be... 10 days before I feel back to normal. I it was put good timing. I met with Gannon and got the adjustment. I feel really good and I feel like I'm adjusted. I feel great. Yeah. So uh, this group of pro guys that came up, came to us in the spring, right after the uh, season ended, every one of them uses a body guy. They call it, I have a body guy. It's a nutritionist, yeah. a chiropractor, yeah. stretch coach, you know, a PT. Cause their body is their paycheck. And 82 games of the NHL hockey season, you've seen, I mean, you watch Ryan Hartman get punched in the face. Yeah. The they go straight down. I mean, these guys are getting annihilated every night, back to back, sit on a plane. Like, imagine. Sitting on a plane would be the hardest part. My, my reason for chiropractic is, is just 
sitting around too long. <laughs> Yours is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You sitting here. If I sit here for too long, yeah, I'm gonna need Gannon to help me out. Yeah, we talked about it's that weird. today too. All right, so we go from Gannon, we go up the road, and now we might not even have to go up the road. Is that true? We can come yeah. in for performance lab and we can buy the skates and do all the fitting right there in sure. your corporate offices. Uh, we have a lot of folks that come to us with their current skates that don't buy skates from us. They we'll get to don't buy skates in a minute here on the skate show. Yep. Um, all right, so let's talk about Tori, and I'm going to give you my experience. My son, Jake, uh, got his skates fitted with you and with Jeff Rashavi over the years uh, over at General, at General Sports. Um and I could say I sat through all of those fittings, probably snoring half the time, pay, half paying attention. Uh, but I felt like I was the star of the show today with Tori. Like we went through, you know, three different brands of skates, price points, all those different things, uh, how they fit on your foot, how they look on your foot, how they feel on your feet. And I just know at the end of this, I didn't feel like my experience with Tori was any different than the experience with you. And that's one of the things as a business owner you have fought for the last few years is I only gonna, I'm only going to see Matt. I don't want to see other, other people. And I can firmly say that the experience I had with Tori was the exact same experience my son had with you or Jeff Rashavi. Yeah, Tori's been with me for a long time. Unbelievably good guy. He's actually a goalie, so he's. I was just gonna say the only knock I got on him is he's a goalie, and they're always a little bit weird. And he, and then I heard he also works with Ryan S and Adam Carlson. Two more strikes against him. Other than that, <laughs> I liked him a lot. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. He's really a uh, really good guy. Really smart. Um, really good, you know, communicator too. That's really important with uh, what we do. I want to make sure that these kids know what they're doing when they leave the store. That's not just you're getting sold a product. We're going to tell you why that product would be beneficial for you and why this one over here might actually cause some issues. And that's what I felt. That was the differentiator. Like, how did you not different? What made him similar to you and Jeff was, hey, they, they, he gave it to me straight. You're going to want this and you want that. This is going to cost more. This is you. You got the. I got the mock skate. And part of it is the molding. This is a this is not plastic. It's it's a Serlin uh, stiffener on the inside with a carbon fiber shell on it. So there's no plastic embedded in that boot. Um, as you go down the price point structure, the lower end skates uh, will have that have a plastic heel counter. I'm not upselling to the mock here. I'm just saying that's the one that he said that's going to be the best skate for you. I'm refereeing. I don't, I'm not coaching. I'll be in these skates sometimes three, four, five hours at a time, and I want to really comfortable skates but i also wanted ones that would last a long time and he says that's the skate you need that's the one and being that you're coming out of a pair of graph skates that's part of <laughs> Shh, this tell everybody that <laughs> that's part well they'll see it on that video when it gets posted <laughs> you falling down last night. but uh these skates that he ended up with a supreme skate has skate line typically has the best range of motion measurements and that's one of the things that hearkening back to gannon and what he's measuring um, you, the grass skates that you did have very popular in the refing world it's extremely comfortable really easy to break in um, those skates that you ended up with the supreme skates on the floor there are as close as you can get to the flexibility that you were going to get out of a graph skate um, and way lighter too stiffer and yeah there's a lot of advancements that have, that have happened here but I think overall that's going to you ended up in definitely the boot that is going to be the closest the easiest to to get used to and then also like in the long term that thing's going to last you twice as long too. and the best part was i'm just going to little full disclosure they went from like the cheapest skate all the way to the expensive skate it was pro that was absolute <laughs> pro move by the way i loved it i didn't care but it was super cool 
It was super great. I had a great experience. Um, before we get into uh, the topic of today, which is don't buy skates, by the way. So a little tease to later on. You, he's going to tell you not to buy skates. But before we get to that, I, I got to do this, and I do it with you every time. I want you to explain what the appendage the appendage thing is the greatest explanation of skates so if you go buy your skates somewhere else and you don't choose general sports matt and tori gannon those guys you're going to get an education here explain to us what the appendage thing is because i think it's it's changed my viewpoint on how skates should be purchased and worn and used sure so the what we're talking about here is a skate shouldn't feel like a, a piece of equipment you just tie it on. Not it's, a ski, hanging right? It should be hanging on you, right? It should feel like a part of you. It should feel like there's no extra space inside there. It should feel like the skate was painted onto your foot. Painted you, on. I like have, that. If you have extra space inside your skate, there's going to be energy loss. There's going to be problems with transfer. So we're always trying to get the most precise fit to make it feel like literally it was painted onto your foot. If you think about what that means, there's zero extra space inside the boot. There's no need for that if you're done growing. Kids right. that are growing, we obviously have to manage that, so that can make things a little bit more challenging. But, yeah, the, I, the number one thing that I run into uh, when I'm fixing knee or groin or hip pain from an athlete that I see, skates are too big. Yep, yep. skates are too big. And why do parents buy skates that are too big? They're worried about how quickly their feet are gonna, their kids' feet are going to grow, and they don't want to spend too much money. But let's just, let's do some math here. So let's just say I got... And I did this with my son and call me a cheapskate, but I would get with working with you guys, I would buy a little bit more expensive skate. Let's say a $500 skate back in the day um, with a Supreme, right? And I would get two years out of that skate, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then we would get a new skate for him like every two years. And what for me was great was like, okay, I'd spend the $500, but I could have bought two $250 pair, crappier pairs of skates, not baked them, not got them fitted, not whatever. And I would have been in the same spot. Right. And so my point is you can buy a, a nice, a nicer, higher quality boot, higher quality skate and get one to two to three years out of it. I think Jake got his last pair, his sophomore year, and now he's out of college. He's still using those skates today. Yeah. And that's one. Once this, once he became fully grown at 16, it was, yeah. we got him his 16 year old skate and it just lasted all the way through high school. Yep, that's the, that's the number one misnomer I think I get is uh, parents don't realize when you're a 15-year-old male, your foot's done growing. Correct. I've never, I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen a 16-year-old foot grow at all. Correct. Most of them are done by the age of 15. This is by most of the pro athletes we run into. Parents didn't realize that. Bought him another skate to grow into in his junior year of high school. And, and they still went, wear them. Yep, what, he shows up for college. Pro rep asks him, what's your size? Size eight. Do you like it? Are you having any issues? Yeah, no, that's my size. And then they don't even actually realize that they're too big. Skates are too big. All right, we'll get to this. Don't buy skates in a second. But before we do, I want to go through what you guys did to Jake skate or whoever skate in that two years to, you know, expand the skate, fix the skate, contort the skate really is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Explain how all the tools that you use to make that happen, to make sure that the kid gets the proper fit. So there's uh, about $3,500 tied up into boot stretching devices in my uh, workshop at the pro yep. shop there at Edina. Um, we still don't own a boot shrinker. <laughs> You're still working on that, huh? Yeah, so if you have skates that are too tight, there is an answer for that. If you have skates that are too big. Nothing you can do. Yes, you're just going to stuff a couple pairs of socks on your feet. <laughs> You're SOL. So we're trying to. Some plastic bags, maybe. Yeah. 
Uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff I've seen. I had a guy shoving beer koozies in the end of a skate at one point. No way. Yeah, whatever it takes. You mean I guess. like like this one from General Sports? Suede. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the skate boot stretching devices that we own, they are most likely in every pro shop in the corner, every corner of the world, or every corner of the country, I should say. For sure in every NHL locker room, every AHL locker room, East Coast League. They have these boot stretching devices where if a guy gets hit with a puck in the wrong spot, instead of just getting him a bigger size skate, they're just going to stretch, stretch out that it. particular spot in the boot. And most people don't realize that there's a lot more life left in your skate if you stretch it. If you just buy new skates every time they get tight, you're wasting a lot of money. Say that one more time. If you buy it skates every time they start to feel tight, you're wasting your money. There we go. So don't buy skates. Don't Explain buy skates. to us why you shouldn't buy skates from the guy who sells skates. Don't buy them, right? I do have to sell skates, but you folks are buying skates way too often and not very uh, wisely. But yeah, at the end of the skate's life, let's say you give your kid a year to grow into his skates. 11 months, they're too big. Right. The last month of that skate's life when that kid's foot starts to finally touch the end of the skate and you can feel it, it's starting to feel tight. That's what it's supposed to feel like. A lot of these kids, that's foreign to them because the 11 months prior was too big, and that's what they got used to. This is when they're buying it at a different shop and not getting it fitted, right? Right. For the longest time before I had Gannon involved, the number one thing I saw was people coming to me saying I need new skates. And I would send them out of there with a thinner pair of socks and a punched-out skate. <laughs> and they wore that skate for another year. I, ha I have a multiple families that have come to me and, bought a full size smaller than the current skate their kid was already wearing for a year. I believe it. And then I totally believe out, it. Outgrew the one that I sold them a full size smaller after a year. They went back into the other skate and still got another year out of it after that. All right. Uh, this is the, the last uh, piece to the show here today. And it's the skate sharpening. Now I walk in there and I now know I just drop my skates off, punch in my phone number, and an hour later or 15 minutes later or two hours if you're super busy, uh, I'll get a text notification that the skates are done. Mm -hmm. How did this come about? Uh, actually, that was a big pain point for me over the longest time, sharpening skates at uh, 50th of France. We used to have our sharpening room downstairs. Yep, I remember. It was uh, ridiculously busy at the time. This spark sharpening, automatic sharpening, in-home sharpening thing has really nosedived our sharpening volume. We're down 45% Seriously, four years ago. Do um, they do, a, do the Sparks machines do a good job? They really do, actually. I'm, I'm super impressed with the technology to a point. There's, um, there's not, you can't manage the toe and heel on an automatic sharpener. Yep. So what you end up with, if you don't bring your skates to a pro shop like ours that has a manual machine. So yep. some of the, a lot of the pro shops around the metro are, are kind of ditching the old manual. And they're going straight to, to sparks. Yeah, they're straight to sparks because the, the, the labor, I mean, your five-year-old kid can sharpen. Correct. That's my point. For right. If you're running a shop, you just throw it, they, you go back, the, they probably don't show the room, and he puts it on sparks and springs back, and here you go, right? Ten, $10 whatever. Yeah. yeah. It just blows my mind that that's how the industry is, is turned. But um, these toe picks form on the toe and heel. After 20 sharpenings on these automatic machines, there's no way you can manage those toe picks, that toe and heel, on an automatic machine. You have to have a, a bench grinder. or Rind, Rounding or it off, right? right? So every so often, I'll get a fitting where a kid comes in with a blade that's completely flat toe and heel. And I'll say, how, how have you been transitioning lately? You've been falling down a lot? Kid will be like, yeah, I've been falling down all the time. 
dad's looking at them like, what's wrong with your skating? And they don't even realize the routine maintenance that used to happen when people sharpen their skates at my store once every two weeks, we weren't having rivets blowing out. We weren't having eyelets tearing out. We weren't having, we weren't seeing like a lot of the major repair work that we're doing these days. And why is that? It's because every week we would see a little problem and fix it instead of letting that little problem ah. propagate into now a massive problem. That gal that came in and dropped off her skates this afternoon. Yes. And then we had to like completely. We're going to Thunder it. Bay and I need it fixed I now. Mean, no. That's <laughs> the kind of stuff that we pride ourselves on. My, my, Pro shop, that service department, uh, Dallas is one of the most amazing uh, service department employees I think I've ever had in the 18 year span. I've, I've been Does he here. perform at Randy's best or is he just at Dallas's best? He's working on Randy's best. All right. Just I don't checking. know if anybody is just quite at Randy's best. No. Just no, Randy. Just Randy. But uh, no, Dallas, uh, some of the stuff that people don't realize that things can be fixed. And the stuff that we can do, if you ever go check out our Instagram page, you can see some of the repair work that Dallas can do. It's it's incredible. Uh, I can take, for one of the Pitlick boys, we took a th 13, size 13 toe cap, put it on a size 8 skate. Really? After taking a 12 toe cap off that Is that because he's got a wide foot? Extremely wide. I bet, so, that, I bet that's REM, right? <laughs> that's REM. Yeah. yeah, he's a squatty guy. He's strong. He's yeah. a very strong-footed man. Um, REM We're, is... Rhett's Little tall, thinner. A little slimmer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like his celebrations, though. It's red. He threw a stick into the crowd, that dude. That was one of the best ones I've ever seen. <laughs> it would have been even better had the stick gotten tossed back. Yeah. Had it been against, like, some other team, but the fact that the North Dakota fan threw it back was... <laughs> it made the whole incident even more Epic, beautiful. Right? Epic. Yeah. Absolutely. That's it? That's all I got That's for it. You. What the rule is for Matt Happala. Don't buy skates. Yeah, don't buy skates. Stretch them at least twice before you get new skates. I did it. I can. I, I did it with my son Jake, and I'm I'm forever indebted to these guys. I made good friends in the process, and always great to have you on the show. Appreciate it, man. Matt Happala from General Sports. Well, that was a fun interview with Matt Happala. Uh, you had never met Matt before, no. have you, Kayla? He's a really nice guy. Uh, also, what was your takeaway with Matt? Just like other than he was I a nice I would say guy. Well, I was going to give you a takeaway from the whole day. Yeah. Because we went that, there. Yeah. And I didn't realize that they had, that that much went into a skate fitting. It normally doesn't. Well, I also thought it was super cool how he described the, um, like your neck and your, like the chiropractic yeah. part of it. Because he was like saying like he can tell. When people are not the not, Matt could tell, yeah, if they're actually going to be yeah, good Matt at skating, could tell if they could, yeah, just, based on their body makeup, which is very fascinating to me. And also them explaining how like golf and uh, what was the other sport? I don't remember something about your neck baseball. being adjusted. Yeah, baseball. pitchers. Yeah, pitchers. He was saying how if their necks adjusted, they play like they can perform better. So just way better. Note that if you want to maybe improve. Your game, yeah. Maybe your body needs a slight adjustment, and I'm not exaggerating. I am not exaggerating. I fell last night during officiating. I'm 56 this years old. This video will probably be and posted. There on will Twitter. be a video posted at some point today <laughs> of me falling, but at some point when I fell and I iced it last night, I said I am going to be in pain tomorrow. Yeah. And I went, and that's a contusion. It's not a, really a bone issue. I got adjusted today by Gannon, and I feel like a million bucks. I feel like I'm not even injured, and I thought for sure it was a 
seven to ten day limping type of fall and uh i mean i watched you get adjusted and i was like i every time i watch that i'm always like ah like kind of scares me yeah (laughs) scares me too i did the neck i went all away i went all for it i got the neck adjustment i feel great i'm excited for it so uh we have some boys hockey to cover now districts i've selected probably i got a thick stack of boys districts we're going to run through here now um but before we get started talk about our sponsor map south hockey have you been over to st thomas before we were talking about the the rinks that you've been to and haven't been to all right when wait st thomas Orient. Uni- uh, university of st thomas st thomas academy I, think I have been there you have been there like because south plays Yes, they've played St. Thomas. I mean, it's I've cold. You would know I, it. It I, is I, one I of ha- the coldest year, rinks. I think they played them last year. It's one of the coldest them. rinks in the state. We call it Todd Hulk coined it the ice box, and I think that might be the official name from now on. Um, that is where the Map South hosts its everything. They have all of their off ice training there. They have their shooting stations there. They have dry land there they have on ice there uh but what you know what what a physical plant is is it have to be what what is actually served up by the staff there at map south some of the greatest teachers of the game they're teaching you uh character uh they're they're moving you from station to station they're keeping you actors there's not a lot of sitting around when your son is at map south and I think, or your daughter for that matter, and, and they put on a really good show every time. Uh, every every time I'm there, I'm like, wow, they this these guys do this thing right. Their practices are run right. They have a good system. They have good relationships with their kids, uh, not just during the summer, but they'll come to your games and watch you during the winter to kind of evaluate how you're doing, your progress. So they're in it for the long haul to help your son or daughter get better hockey. Check out MapSouthHockey.com. All right. Um, uh, the first paper on my sheet here is Bantam AA Playoffs, first which is... First paper on your sheet? F- yeah, first sheet of on my <laughs> whatever. Sorry. Uh, thank you I'm for correcting me. That's good. That's what you're here for today. Uh, Blaine wins District 10. Congratulations to the Bengals. That's a good hockey team. Uh, they win District 10, which gets them an automatic seed to regions. They're the number one or the number two seed to regions. And all they have to do, check this out, Kayla, they just have to play in the championship game. So everybody that makes the regular season, all these teams scratch and claw to get to a game with Blaine, wow. and that's it. That's so all like Blaine has to do. Four-game bye? Yeah, there are seven Bantam AA teams, and they by winning the district, they have one game to play. They wow. will probably play uh, Elk River or Centennial. Those are two teams that have been, like, hinging hinging on the top 10 all year and Blaine has been below them in the rankings and maybe even in the now rankings, but they have had a good run in the second half of the season. That usually is a testament to good coaching. So hats off to Blaine. They will be headed to regions and they'll have a pretty interesting game. This uh, district playoff will be played at Anoka, and we're going to say Anoka a lot here for District Ten. So I'm I'm I like Anoka. I have fond memories. We had a we had a home and home with Anoka when I was in high school. So I've played in this barn. Uh, 
All right, uh, Pee AA District 10. It is Andover, the number one seed there, a top 10 team, although they were a top 10 team that went down in the rankings this week, if you follow our rankings. Uh, Centennial's another nice team. They did quite well in our Lumberjack Cup, followed by Rogers, Blaine, Elk River, and Spring Lake Park. Hats off to Spring Lake Park for a great season. They finished third in the district this year. They've also been another one of those teams that have been hinging on the top 10 all season long. I'll go with Andover as the winner of PBAA in District 10, and now that one's at Anoka as well. Here we go. We're going to go down south to the 507 Bantam A uh, District uh, District 9. Uh, there are, wow, there are eight teams in District 9 playing for three spots, two regions. Uh, Mankato is the number one seed in this tournament. They were in our uh, Lumberjack Cup, and they are favored to win this. I also like Northfield. That's a team that has played a lot of really good competition this year. I think they're going to, cutting their teeth on comp good competition, will get them to regions as well. I'll go Mankato and Northfield. And a little sleeper one, I will go with Rochester as a sleeper to get that third seed to regions and that championship game will be played at northfield ice arena we'll put that one oh. in our candidate for worst rink yeah worst barn there. and the beautiful part is i can kind of take a shot at northfield's rink because even the residents of northfield know that the northfield rink is not one of the best barns out there all right uh on to PBAA in uh, District 5, this is played at the MAC in uh, St. Cloud. Again, we've talked about that earlier in the show, how much I love the MAC rink. There are four teams for three spots. I love STMA, the, the two seed they played in the pumpkin. And Sartell has had a great second half of the season. They won the district. It'll be a Sartell and STMA, and then there'll be a playoff, I bet, between Buffalo and St. Cloud for that last spot. All right, where are we going now? District 11, Bantam A. This is going to be played at Northwoods Arena and Pine Valley Arena in Cloquet, Minnesota. Mm, definitely never now, been there. Interesting tale about these barns. Uh, the original arena, the barn, uh, which is kind of their practice rink now, is epic. There's so much history there. There's Jamie Langenbrunner, Derek Plant, um, Corey Millen, just so much history with the Cloquet program, and they all played in this tiny little barn. And then they built this beautiful building, the Northwoods Arena. It is fantastic. It's a site C. It's a beautiful one-rink facility. The uh, uh, Minnesota Wilderness play their games there. It's it's a fantastic venue to watch a high school game or any hockey game for that matter. So it's a good. I, I would rank this one pretty high. It's going to be hard to beat the Cloquet rink. Uh, as far as teams in District 11 Banamay, I'll go Seed 1 Duluth-Denfeld uh, and Seed 2 Cloquet will be coming out of this one. There are two teams to go. There will be some tough competition though between Proctor and Duluth East. So I'll go with uh, Denfeld as the one seed. PWA held also in Cloquet. Uh, very similar, same four teams, Proctor. Oh, excuse me, North Shore. So it's Cloquet, North Shore, Proctor, the number one seed, and also the number one team in now rankings. I'm going to go with the Rails. We've had a lot of Proctor in our programming. Yeah, we have. 
which is fun to see. We have talked to the Proctor goaltender, A.J. Riles, and now we're talking about a really good PBA team uh, in Proctor. They'll win. They'll go on to regions. I think we're going to see them at the state tournament in Shakopee this year, which I will be the MC for the PBAA PBA banquet held at Mystic Lake Casino. I believe that's where the uh, banquet will be held. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Another great barn. Another good barn. Here we go. PBA uh, districts in District 12 will be held at Coleraine, Minnesota at the Hodgkins Barardo Arena. Never even heard of it. You know what its nickname is, Kayla Joe? What? The Snake Pit. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That also sounds kind of intimidating. It is very intimidating. I played here when I was in high school, and there was a green siren that was behind the visiting team's bench. So when they scored a goal, the siren would go off. It would be like, literally like a siren you would put on an ambulance (laughs) or a police car. That was behind us. And then they would have this, the speaker system was like right on the wall behind us too. So they would start out and go, green, wave. Goal. So is it just called the Snake Pit because it's all green? It's green in there. It's it's the only rink that I know of where the goal judge perch is over the goal. So oh. they literally have a built constructed a goal judge where you it walks out and it looks over the goal. What? Can't make it up. Can't huh. make it. Up. It's in Jazzy's book. You'll I'll show it to you. It's one of the best pictures in Jazzy's book. Ironically enough, I believe Matt Jasper, who's a photographer, videographer, everything, uh, Picasso of YHH, I believe that when they built this rink, Jazzy's grandfather was part of the staff, the town that helped build the rink. Huh. How do you like me now? It's a great building. It's one of the best. Uh, back to hockey, Hibbing is the number <laughs> one seed. Uh, and they've had a great run at Peewees the last few years, the Blue Jackets have. Rockridge is another good Peewee A team this year. Uh, I think the Blue Jackets will head to state. I had to reach. I think Blue Jackets will probably head to state, but the and and but the Rockridge will go, and International Falls and Greenway will toil for that last spot in District Twelve. All right, we're still in District Twelve. This rink, oh, I've been here too. All right, this is the Chisholm City Sports Arena, a uh, WPA, I think it was called, uh, rink where they built. They got money, a government-funded rink. Uh, there are plenty of them around the state. This one, on the as the Iron Range goes, this would not be one of the nicer ones, but it's not going to be. It's not worse than Northfield, if you know what I mean. Um, Chisholm He's hosts this one. Shots at Northfield. Uh, it's okay. I love Northfield, and Northfield loves us. We've had a lot of Northfield love this year too, by the way. Yeah, we have. Uh, okay, uh, this is going to be Bantam A Hibbing. Uh, they played Double A throughout the season, and now they'll play A in playoffs, which I love. They play in a lot of Double A activity. They're getting their teams better. They have some of the best eighth graders in the state on their team. Um, Swanson. And Rewarts, you'll hear those names a lot next year uh, when they head off to the high school ranks. So Hibbing's the number one seed. They'll toil with Greenway and Rockridge and International Falls will battle for that 2-3 spot in uh, District 12. All right, I'm going to put Greenway over in the good pile of, we have Greenway and we have, 
Cloquet so far. We got some other choices though coming up here. All right. Uh, we have District 15, Bantam A. This one's got Northern Lakes as the number one seed. They're a fantastic team. Great head coach there. I'm looking to find out where this tournament. Oh, it's played in Fergus Falls. Guess what, Kayla? I've never been to Fergus Falls. Wow. Rink. I've been to Fergus Falls, but I I've never been to I've never been to hockey rink. I, there's got to be otters everywhere. I it's totally the best agree. Best mascot. So nor I agree. That's one of the best. Northern Lakes Moorhead. Northern Lake Moorhead's ranked. They're a top ten team. So Northern Lakes must be darn good. That'll be a good district tournament. Five teams for two spots. Um, Moorhead is two. Fergus three. Detroit Lakes four. And Little Falls five. Um, second place advance is number two seed run. Okay, so there is going to be three teams out of this district. I like Moorhead in this one. They were the runner-up in the Lumberjack Cup. They gave Hopkins, who we'll get to later in the show, everything they could handle. PWA District 15, this is in Little Falls. Little Falls Exchange Arena would be closer to Northfield than it would be North Woods, if you know what I mean. It's an older barn. It is definitely a barn. It feels like you're when you're pulling up to the rink that you are, you know, going out back to uh, find the horses or something. That would be how I would classify Exchange Arena. It's good enough. It's great hockey. They have a good hockey community. They have some great hockey people in Little Falls, Minnesota, but the barn is not aesthetically the most beautiful facility in the state. Moorhead is the number one PWA seed in District 15, followed by Detroit Lakes, Little Falls, Fergus Falls, Northern Lakes, and then Wadena at six. I'll go Moorhead on this one. They have some outstanding players who were on that squirt A team last year that was so good. They have players that played PWBs and PWAs last year who were on this team. This is a stacked team. I think the Spuds will go far into regionals later on this month. All right. District 2 Bantam AA playoff. We have six teams in District 2 playing for two spots. So this is going to be a tough, tough road and there are three top 10 teams, three top 10 teams in the state. And then we have a Roseville team who finished second in the district who's not even in the top 10. So White Bear is a top 10 team. Matamita is a top 10 team. And Stillwater is a top 10 team. And then you have Roseville also in the mix. This is going to be a fun tournament. This will be one of the best Bantam AA, if not the best Bantam AA. This is the best Bantam AA tournament that's being played in districts this this coming month. I will definitely go with White Bear Lake and Matamida is the four seed in this district. They're red hot right now. They've had some good wins the last couple of weeks. I will put Matamida into the regionals. That means Stillwater will be going home according to me. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's actually happening. They'll be playing at the TCO South, which is St. Croix Valley, and I've already spoken my piece earlier in the girls' show on this. Fantastic building. Not the best to run an event in because there is no conference room space. All right, uh, District 3, Bantam A. Now, this is, when I talked about the District uh, Bantam AA and District 2, this is arguably the best district tournament at any level, any gender in Minnesota. St. Louis Park, phenomenal team. Number one, Hopkins, phenomenal team. 
Ossie Maple Grove. Those three teams right there are in the top five in the state. Okay? All three should make it to regionals. But don't tell that to Minneapolis. Don't tell that to Armstrong Cooper. Don't tell that to Delano. Don't tell that to Wyzetta. Don't tell that to Orono or Mount West Tonka. All those teams, nine teams in this district, and they can all play. They've had some really good games this year. I'm going to lean towards the top three, but don't count out the bottom four. The championship game we played at Pick Plymouth Ice Center. Your thoughts on Plymouth Ice Center, Kayla Joe? Plymouth Ice Center. Oh, I did go there. You've been there. Okay, right I love this. Summit. Yes, it is. <laughs> Why did you go there? To Plymouth, the yeah. ice rink. Yeah, yeah. It was it was why is that us? It was that uh, Plymouth uh, Holiday Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Was it? Uh, it was why is oh, South? Oh, versus Lakeville South. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. It was yes, a really yes. good game for Lakeville South. I think it was like. Seven to one. They lost to Wyzetta? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, what did you think of that building? That's been remodeled recently. Yeah, it was, uh, I would say it's like your average ice arena. <laughs> I think it's nice. The only thing I don't like it, if, you, it's if, not you, have nice lifetime fitness, not, if you have a lifetime fitness attached to your oh, building, yeah. it's not really a hockey arena. It's a yeah. community center, and I'm not a big fan of communities. I'm yeah. a snob about things like that. But hey, if that's how you got to get a hockey rink built, you know, attach a whatever you want to it. Yeah. You know, I don't really care. Whatever you got attached to it in order to get it built, let's attach it. I mean, it, so. I think I I have a like low bar. I guess I don't really look around. Yeah. The only arena I really like shooting pictures in is Braemar because of the green seats. But you like that? Why are the green seats? I don't know. It makes the backgrounds look. Yeah, cool. I do like. I'm a big <laughs> background guy. That's for sure. Uh, okay, I will go with Hopkins in that one over at Plymouth Ice Center. Pick. We got another one. Oh, I missed. I somehow skipped over District 2. This is a really good one because there's two teams in here that I really, really like. Roseville and Moundsview Irondale. And they'll also play at TCO. Everything is at TCO at the St. Roy Valley Rec Center. Um, St. Paul's had a good second half of their season. I think that's a good team. Um, Chisago Lakes, Forest Lake, and still what a round out District 2 playoffs. Roseville is one of the best, if not the best, PBA team in the state. I would think that they will move on, but don't count out those pesky, pesky Mavericks from Moundsview Irondale. Uh, let's move on to District 6. Bantam A. This is another good one. Edina's the number one seed. Their championship game will be played at Dakota. Been there. I know you have. That's, that's why. A nice that's why arena. I raised my octave a little bit for you there. <laughs> oh, Dakota. Okay. Um, that's a nice one. I like that one. You could argue that it's the, one of the nicest facilities in the state. Yeah. I mean, as far as clean, Didn't as far as well kept. Is it is it nice for kids to play at? I don't know. I feel like it is. I never. I wasn't a kid. It was. You know when they ask, it looks brand new and it's at least twenty years old. You know when they ask seniors like, "What's your favorite rink to play?" Yeah, at? I feel like a lot of people say that. Really, they do like. Well, playing at least there. At, well, Lakeville South probably plays them more than. Yeah, obviously. here's the problem with, and I'll talk about Dakota for a second. The the uh, ceiling is yeah. very high and it you is can't. and it's insulated. Yeah, you can't hear much. So it literally. 
the sound goes up and it stays there. It doesn't Yeah, when there's bounce. cheering, like you, you can't hear, hear anything, which yeah. I feel like would be kind of hard to play in. It's it not. Like, it's a very uh, sterile environment. Yeah. They, they, they constructed it too well. Yeah. How's that? There's no, there's no, let it prior like fan racket. section, I feel like is always pretty popping and you can't really hear them. You can't them. really hear them. All that noise goes up and it yeah. stays up there. It's well, it's like, I talked to a guy once who w- was the contractor for the roof in that place. I'm like, gosh, you really screwed that rink yeah. up because what do you mean? I'm like, it's silent in there. I've been to louder orchestras in my life. Do you think they did that on purpose? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was built to make it professionally. Yeah. No, they built it. They thought it would be great, but oh. it really was a bad, end up being a bad decision, yeah. if you ask me. Anyway, uh, it's a beautiful facility. Great. Uh, a lot of teams in this one. Seven total teams. The number one seed, Edina. Uh, two, Minnetonka. Very good team. Uh, three is Shakopee, who's been in the top ten all year. So you have three top ten quality teams there. Followed by New Prague, Waconia, Chaskachan, and Jefferson round this one out. I'm going to go, there's three headed to regions here. I'll go Edina and Minnetonka, and obviously this is super chalk, but I'll go Shakopee as well. That's just too rugged. That's almost as good of a district as District 3 is. So there we go for District 6. And then finally, last one, Kayla Joe, Pee Wee A playoffs in District 6, the championship game will be held at Dakota. So we've already held our set our piece on Dakota. I'm going to go with the one-seed Shakopee, two-seed Jefferson, two teams that have been in and out of the top ten. Jefferson's been on fire. Feels like every Monday I wake up and Jefferson's won another tournament. Uh, they'll take on Shakopee. I think that Shakopee had a better record against Jefferson uh, in PWA. So I think those two teams are locked. I love Minnetonka's PWA team. That's a really solid squad. And Edina as well. So those teams will battle over that. Don't don't count out New Prague or Chaskachan or Waconia, but I think it's going to be a fun playoff. That thing gets started this weekend uh, over in Shakopee, a wild card game between Chaskachan and Waconia. Uh, there'll be three teams out of this that will head off to regionals. That'll do it for our district coverage. Um, we didn't pick every district of everything. We needed to keep the show within reason, within the 10 minute uh, minimum or whatever. Also, Peter's not here. And and- P- Peter's not here to help me. So, all right, before we uh, finish off the show, um, I would like to give out a couple roses and a couple thorn or one thorn. Um, do you have any roses or thorns, Kayla? Do you have one? Do you want to give out? I bet you want to give a rose just, to that lady in traffic. A today. rose? Maybe right. she needs one. Yeah, there you go. And give her something to be happy about in life. All right. What do you got? Do you got anything? Do you have one? Roses? You want, okay. I got three. Okay. You go. And then maybe I'll have one. I don't maybe, know. Maybe I'll spark you. Okay. So the first one is playoff time I have written down here. I love hockey when the games matter. And there is a lot of games coming up this weekend. Uh, a lot of teams will end their season in the next three or four days. Um, a lot of, like, think about it. Girls hockey, a lot of teams are ending their season here in the next three days. Uh, youth hockey, a lot of teams will be ending their season in the next three or four days. These are the best games, the ones where it really, really matters, where you get your grip on your stick. And then we head into uh, final districts, the final, final weekend, which is semifinal Saturday for boys and the girls high school. So these next 
four weekends this weekend all the way through uh, March 17th weekend or whatever where the youth state we're having some fun games that matter so I'm excited for this time of year and a ton of content from us by the way it's just yeah it just keeps rolling out like a fountain my 30 minute breaks have gotten less and less. yeah you're not getting any 30 minute breaks uh next one is uh the people at general sports for giving Peter his <laughs> P92. P92 Hyperlite something. I don't know. 77 well. Flex. 77 Flex Bauer stick. Thanks to them for giving Peter his stick and helping me with getting some new skates so I don't fall down when I referee. And then lastly, this is a cool one. Um, I was refing a game recently, and a lot of people will come up and talk to me about being, uh, you know, hey, thanks for doing this or thanks for all you do for hockey or whatever, and any of that stuff. And usually those are people that are coaches, fans, players, uh, parents, whatever, people involved in the game. And I really appreciate that, don't get me wrong, but when a guy from a rink, a Zam driver from a rink, comes up to you and says, hey, you're the guy who runs tournaments at Bloomington Ice Garden. And we weren't at Bloom. We were not at Bloomington Ice Garden at the time. And I said, "Yeah, that, that's me. I run tournaments." And he goes, "I worked there one weekend where you were running a tournament. That was the best tournament I've ever seen put on. You should be proud of what you do." And I was like, "Hey, thanks a lot. That's a gigantic compliment." So, my rose goes out to that rink guy at that rink. I appreciate hearing Very that. Very specific. I do have a rose. I thought of one. You got one. Let's hear it. I want. I think. We should both give a rose to Isaac because he was very, very, very nice at Gemini. Yes, Gemini. He, he ho we were hosted at Gemini for our boys' show, boys' high school show, last Sunday. He helped me clean up everything. Did he? Yeah, that's why I, I wanted ditched. to give him a rose. I totally did. Well, we had a lot going on, and we I had did. to be left behind. Yeah, so he helped did. me clean up all the pod stuff. Chris Bonvino didn't help you. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's a huge rose goes out to him. Uh, it's been great working with the people over at Gemini. There's a lot of Gemini jerseys in this room for a reason because they do great stuff. Um, last but not least, I have a thorn, and it's not for the guy who gave me the finger this morning. Well, you, you maybe got the thorn for that. I probably deserve the thorn for that, for sure. I got the thorn and the finger, but I did make it <laughs> to my Bible study on time. So there, thank you very much. Uh, my thorn goes out to cancer. Uh, I found out uh, last night that my mother-in-law, Derry, uh, has cancer, and we are praying hard for her, and it sucks to have someone in your family who's ailing with a, a disease that can put you... In, in a lot of pain. So uh, my thorn goes out to cancer itself. Any thorns for you, Kayla Joe? Just for that lady. Just that lady? All right. Uh, thank you, Kayla, for helping me out on today's show. Thank you to General Sports, Breakaway Academy, and Map South for helping make this show possible. We'll see you around the rink. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat.